Welcome to the Notice Qualification Podcast. I'm Adrian. Darren. And today we are at WrestleMania 30. Now, when you showed me this, you said this is what we're watching. It was WrestleMania XXX, and I was expecting one thing, and I was let down. Sadly, at this time, we had no Sonny or China on the card. Ooh. So, I know those are the heavy hitters in yeah, the industry. Definitely. Uh, maybe I'll throw in some Xbox. So, yeah, yeah. for you. Maybe a little bit of Lars. Oh, some Missy Hyatt? Mm. She's got the, the, the boob veins. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of boob veins, though, we open the match up. We open the card up with Triple H, yeah. Mr. Boob Veins himself, yeah. against Daniel Bryan to see who will be moving on to that sweet, sweet main event for the WWE and World Heavyweight Championship. So, we have Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Triple H has the... The throne entrance with uh, Alexa, Charlotte, and Sasha. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan just has an insane pop before he comes out. Yeah. I'll tell you, this is one thing. I, like, I, was, one, I was saving this question. I'm glad I just remembered it. Do you think this was the very last long-term booking feud in WrestleMania history? Like, WrestleMania 30 to WrestleMania 36. There was, I can't remember a single storyline that lasted, because this was the, the authority, Daniel Bryan. Started at SummerSlam. Yeah, B-plus player. That was five, five, six months of just building the storyline. And I cannot think of one other feud that's I'm, done that. I'm trying to think of feuds in that had a lot poured into it, at least. I'm talking about like feuds that went from a long time. like six months in a row. Because if you count Randy Orton Edge, man, that's years in the making. Yeah. But I'm talking about one that they gave a solid six month build up to. And this guy, this was a great feud. Solid six month build. I'm trying to go in my mind, think of the pantheon of WrestleMania matches we've watched so far. No. no. Um, they've had years in the making type feuds. Um, and the only few I can think that they really poured a lot of story into and like were building and building mm-hmm. was the Kofi Bryan match. Yep. But besides that, no, I can't think of any. And this is this had some excellent build up. You know, the the thor- the authorities always trying to keep him down. Hey, this is you are a B plus player. You're not good enough to be champion. Blah blah blah. You know, it was actually a really good. It was basically. McMahon Austin storyline, but friendly. Well, that and Austin always got the one up, whereas Daniel Bryan never got the one up. And it is worth mentioning the hostile takeover that happened just before WrestleMania, which caused these two matches or this this match when the fans rushed the stage for the Yes Movement. Very, very, very much worth mentioning. That was a cool moment. So, like I said, they have the iconic entrances. Brian's over huge, as expected. And then Brian gets the early control. Um, sort of, it reminded me of the, the Rousey Triple H moment where Triple H is kind of, he's kind of, I, I don't want to say brushing off Rousey, but he's brushing off Dana Brian. And then Brian just like starts nailing, like flurry yeah. kicks and everything. Stiff. Um, stiff, stiff. yes. Stiff. Um, and that was, they actually did the uh, the thing on it where uh, that was Triple H. Stiff. Let's go. We're doing the stiff. You do not like me. This is how the storyline is. Stiff. 
Sure. You are angry. You know, and it's very cool because Triple H is the man, whether you like him or not, he is a ring general. Yes. So. And he, he does so. Daniel Bryan lays into him and he goes for uh, a Tornado DDT, which was pretty botched. Um, the way it looked, I'm trying to picture it in my mind again and maybe thinking he was just selling his shoulder. Yeah. But it, it, looked, it looked really bad. Um, the Tornado DDT to the outside. But then afterwards, um, we get a diving senton by Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan eats all of it. Full on. 100% eats it. It was definitely lower back, upper back, but oh my god. I just can't, I just don't like thinking of that bump. Because mm-hmm. that's a solid. <sighs> tailbone, yeah. Yeah, 10, 15 feet. That's uh, a tailbone injury for sure. Yeah. And he, there are many, many, many injuries in this night for him. So he, he got tore up. Because I can't remember, was it the very next night on Raw that he retired? Or he, was it a little he, bit further? Down? It was a little bit further. He had the match with Kane. That's right. Where he gets, he got like tombstoned. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And he actually got messed up. Like he said he couldn't feel his neck and his, his yeah. fingers anymore. But I guarantee it all stemmed from tonight. I would say so, yeah, because uh, he did have a shoulder injury, he had the tailbone injury, and definitely got concussed. Um, I think he had the minor concussion to mm-hmm. on this night, though. So, afterwards, after the suicide dive, Triple H does get control, he starts working over the arm, um, does a few shoulder breakers, um, a few um, just arm breakers, throwing him into the announce table, working over the arm, pulling on the arm, he gets in the cross face. Um, which was it's 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 a neck move, but it's also a shoulder. Yeah. And depending on what arm is held back, it's an arm move. So um, once again, like you said, Triple H is a ring general. You, yes. you, there's there's little things picked up in this story that's important. Absolutely. So and and Triple Daniel Bryan needs that ring general to be not that he can't handle a match by himself. Yeah. But when you're telling a story. Like this, it's about those small little details here Absolutely. and there. Just having, he's working his arm this way, he's working his arm that way. He's and and Stephanie, kind of like uh, she's maybe not as good in the ring and all, but she's still a ring general herself. In that her just jabbing jabbing at Daniel Bryan through the whole match, you're never gonna win this. You're not gonna win mm-hmm. this. It's it works because she's supposed to play. The horrible human being, yeah. and she was the one who came up with the B plus player. And with the with Triple H and his subtlety, the, you mentioned one at the on the last match. He has a point where he pulls out a sledgehammer uh, and he looks at it, and you're like, he always looks at it, and it's perfect when he does it because it's a double. It, it works for on two on two planes. Number one, it's a photo op. Yeah, because him looking at that because he always has a sadistic look on his face, and he, him looking at that sledgehammer, he's like. And then the second one is it pauses so the crowd knows, crap, he's got his sledgehammer, here we go. And yes. so that, just his little subtle mm-hmm. stuff is just, it's just subtle nuances and he's so good at it. His pedigree, yeah. whenever he sets up for the pedigree, he hooks the arms and pauses just for a few seconds. But that, that that's where you know this and is where he, he had that to long hair, he gets in the... Yeah, flips the hair up. Looks at the crowd. Looks both ways. Hard camera, soft camera. Boom, and it's he is so good. I mean, I can't necessarily say he is the go, but ring psychology 
Quite possibly. And he's definitely needed for this type of match. Yes. This story is being told. He's and who you love to hate. Yes. And it's perfect. And you have, you have him in the corner laying down. Brian's in the corner. He's getting up. And what's just the subtleties that Stephanie adds yeah. where she runs over the corner. She says, hey, you got to get up. He is getting up. It makes it feel believable. Yes. It helps you suspend disbelief yeah. and be enamored in the story. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the wife. And it's not only she's not just his wife. She's part owner of the company. Yeah. And this guy, this goat-faced little guy, there's no way he can be the face of the company and bring in money. There's no way. Exactly. And that was the whole point. It's not that, because she even says in many of her um, promos, it was never, you're not good enough. You are an excellent wrestler. It's just, you can't be the face. You, you're not that good. And so this guy's about to win. And he's going to ruin the company. So, yeah, she's going to do what she can to make him exactly. lose. And that's why Steph – and this, that's why this is next to um, – the uh, as in authority angles, next to Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon, this is easily second place to the greatest authority storyline. Because mm-hmm. it was beautiful the way they did it. And, it, and kudos to Stephanie because she really helped this through. And, and, and look, this mania wouldn't be the mania it is without the crowd behind it. Yes. Daniel Bryan, he gets up and he starts work, He starts taking control of Triple H. You have big yay, boos, yay, boos. I mean, this is the crowd's hot for him and they hate Triple H. Um, but this works into two Germans from Daniel Bryan. But then Triple H slides behind, gets him in a double underhook, and, and gives him German with a double underhook, which I. Honestly, I, you don't see often. No. Um, so that looked absolutely fantastic. Honestly, I remember the first time when they did that, I thought he was doing a Pepsi plunge mm-hmm. as a middle finger. Because this was just after CM Punk had, le- had vacated the company. And I seriously thought he was going for the Pepsi plunge. And I'm like, oh, shoot. He nails him with he that. He did it. Um, and then Danny Bryan gets a nice sunset flip powerbomb. He has two suicide dives. And then he gets Triple H back in the ring and hits a beautiful missile drop kick. There's a pedigree for a two. But while everyone is, I mean, it honestly didn't look like he was going to get it. He kind of, he evades Triple H, runs, hit him with a running knee, um, and he is moving on to the main event match. I gave this match three and a half bells. Uh, I gave it four. I, I would have given it three and a half, but the storyline alone gave it an extra half. So I gave it four because this was, it's brilliant storytelling. Yeah. It really is. I think the reason it got 3.5 for me is just in lieu of what happens tonight. Yeah. Um, they didn't, they didn't give you everything at once, so I, I appreciated that. Next match of the night, oh, by the way, there's a post-match beatdown in which Triple H starts just clobbering, um, he just starts clobbering into Ryan's arm and shoulder with a steel chair, Yeah, which was, once again, layers, 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 it's adding to the main event, so that's fantastic. Yeah. Next match of the night, we have the New Age Outlaws and Kane versus The Shield. Um, this match is it's literally a glorified squash match. Yeah. This is another showcase match to get the Shield even more over than they already are. Yeah. Um, not the Shield's first Mania. No. Um, they wrestled in 29, but once again, really what do you have for them? I mean, yeah, but, I mean, for being real, there's not much for them. But they were so dominant at that point that yes. it was just, yeah. But they both they do a triple it's like a they do the triple power bomb on both members of the New Age Outlaws. 
and they get the win. I gave it a, a one and a half bells um, just because it was a showcase. And it's always nice to see the new age outlaws. Uh, I gave it two and a half uh, because mainly because it was important for Shield to get this win. Because mm-hmm. um, at the time it was the Wyatt family and Shield, and they were really dogging the Wyatt family at this time. And so for them to give Shield the rub, mm-hmm. and it was New Age Outlaws saying, "Hey, here you go, the Shield. You're you're the new people, man." And Kane as well. I mean, it's it's important to give the younger stars the rub, and this this did create. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, two of the top dogs right now, no pun intended, and in a way created John Moxley. So. Yeah, well, regardless of if if we really acknowledge or if AEW fans, and which I've come to I've come to grow on it, yeah. um, as long as AEW quits mentioning WWE, yeah, on Twitter and on the show, yeah, doesn't bother me. Um, but I think we can all admit that WWE has had a grand hand in making. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. Given him his popularity, yes, but also if you watch Dean Ambrose and then you watch, I know it's the same person, uh, John Moxley, if you watch them both, you can see that Ambrose is just a neutered version of Moxley. It's, yeah. it's a WWE kids version of Moxley. Yeah, which is fair. And Moxley is, I mean, I'll, I, I'll say it, that he is better in AEW. I yeah. prefer watching Moxley to Ambrose. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's fair. His matches yeah. are better than... Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like he has some better competition other, otherwise, I would say. Yeah. Watching a, a Moxley-AJ Styles match yeah. allures me more than watching like a Moxley-MJF match. A Moxley-Darby Allen match? I, I would rather watch Mox... Uh, I would rather watch like a Moxley... Freaking... God, I'd, I'd probably Ricochet. watch another Roxy Ricochet. I was thinking Apollo Cruz. Yeah. I'd watch an Apollo Cruz Moxley match over Darby Allen. I'm sorry, Darby Allen just has no appeal to me. And I like he's he's very athletic, very awesome. It's just I, I he has no appeal, and the fact that they're putting him in a feud with Sting, whatever. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But nonetheless, we have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle World next. Um, I can't believe I gave this the score I did. Anyway, it was. So, it took a long time for people to get eliminated. I felt like it really took a long time for people to get eliminated. Yoshitatsu is your first elimination, and then it's just the who's who of who's not getting eliminated. Here, 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 here. Um, There's the nice Kofi spot where he gets pushed out, his feet stand still steps. That's a nice spot. Um, Rey Mysterio was kind of just hiding the whole time. Uh, we have the new day before the, the new day in there. Kofi, Xavier, and Big E are in there as well. Um, but the story is the four, the final four. You have Sheamus, Del Rio, Big Show, Cesaro, mm-hmm. and this is a showcase. Regardless of what happens after Mania, this was a yes. showcase for Cesaro. You have to think this is thirty years of WrestleMania. That's the big build. This is the last Mania that is numbered. Um, that they recognize this is a big build, and you have Cesaro doing a, a, a fantastic, obviously better than Hogan, um, pick up for the body slam, and body slams onto the giant over the top rope. Better than Hogan, but not more iconic. Not more iconic. Yeah, you, you, we got to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone on Twitter would be upset. Yes. But a, a much better body slam, because yeah. it's stronger. 
Uh, Cesaro was absolutely the right person to win. That being said, though, until the Final Four, this is your quintessential pay-by-numbers battle world. It's just that is what it is. However, I did give this match two and a half bells. I actually gave this a three because of that ending. Because that was a mania moment. Like, Cesaro picking up Big Show and just dumping him over the top. That's awesome. I like that. Um, next match, we have John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, uh, accompanied by the Wyatt family. Uh, Bray offers himself to John immediately. John works heel, though. Um, he starts He starts to snap. You can tell he's starting to snap. He's starting to get a little crazy. Um, he's making his horrible acting faces. Um, which is just ridiculous. Um, but he he's working heel. He's choking Bray Wyatt. He's ignoring the count. Um, but there's a point in the match where Bray Wyatt sits up. He does his little crab walk thing. He scares the crap out of John Cena. Um, leading to the, everyone in the... It was, it was beautiful. Everyone in the audience singing the whole world. In his hands. We used to sing that at church on our bus. Um, because... Yeah. But, uh... So... That's happening. There's a big tornado DDT, which was pretty impressive by John Cena. I'm not gonna lie, um, but he keeps fighting. He's trying to remain pure. He's trying not to give in, yeah. which he's already kind of given in. Um, he doesn't hit him with the steps. He doesn't hit him with the chair. Um, and there's there's an attitude adjustment for two. Bray Wyatt gives John Cena the chair to hit him once again, and then John Cena snaps out of it, hits an AA for the win. Um, look, this was an extremely long match. And the wrong person won. Yeah. Now, they've corrected that at WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, we, we have to... Sometimes on this podcast, we're speaking and we think uh, five years down the road what happened. Yeah. But, like, if we keep our goggles just on this event, it, it gets a point taken off because yeah. the wrong person yeah, won. Yeah, and, and it was really bad the wrong person won. It wasn't even like a... like. Cena hit him with a chair or did something major. He hit him with a random AA and pinned him. And it's just like, no, you should have. They should have hit him with two AAs or something. Super AA. Yeah, something like that. Do do, do the announce table and uh, let him lose by countout. And this was another uh, point where you could have had Bray Wyatt win and create a superstar, but instead you buried him. It's like every single freaking pay per view he is buried. So. Uh, I gave the match two and a half bells. It went on way too long though on first one. Uh, two for me. Way too long. I think honestly, if this if this match had been I don't know maybe ten minutes shorter, yeah, and Bray would have won, I would it would have gone up. But honestly, that that really held it down. Your next match of the night, you have Brock Lesnar. Versus The Undertaker, obviously for the streak. Um, now, this starts off with a big belly-to-back suplex. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brock has control for the most part, in, in, in some sense here. Um, there's a point where there's the choke slam gets evaded. Brock Lesnar goes for the F5 attempt. He pushes, uh, Undertaker pushes Brock Lesnar to the corner. He misses the big corner, big boot, and then he gets thrown outside and he's that leg worked over. Yeah, it's, uh, this 
man, I fully went into this match. Like, when we started watching it, I'm like, this, I remember this match being so good. And now I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to hate it just like every single time we watch one of these pay-per-views. I think I actually liked it more this time. Yeah. It was so good. Like, it's it's just, it's Undertaker, not at his peak, but it's Undertaker when he was good. And Lesnar when he actually gives a crap. Yeah. And when Lesnar gives a crap, he is show. he is AJ Styles himself. He's phenomenal. Like, he is beautiful. I love it when Lesnar cares. And Lesnar and Undertaker were really good friends when this match was happening. Mm-hmm. So you can tell they have that chemistry. And it's it's killer. It's a killer match. I love this. I mean, even the, when it got slow, when he hit him with the two Hell's, Hell's Gates, and then they got him in the Kimura, and then he flipped it around. Even when it got a little boring when it did that, it was still telling the story of two men trying to kill each other, wiping themselves out. Now, as the story goes, from Taker's account, obviously, you can tell during the match towards the end, he was concussed. And that leads to Brock hitting, after that point, two more F5s. And the streak is broken. Yeah. You're a big old bug eye boy in the front row. Yeah, the bug eye black guy that everyone knows. Um, yeah, and you, I wish they would have caught Lesnar guy in there and yeah. see his reaction. But I, I'm sure he was there. But it, like, I'm sure he was doing the whole yeah, yeah, doing the Lesnar the Lesnar pump. I gave the match four and a half bows. Four and a half for me. It was dude. just short for me and perfect. Yeah, um, it was that little lull in the middle that yeah. killed it. Um, but yeah, this was. I actually always said that CM Punk and Taker was uh, the best after Triple H and Shawn Michaels, but I don't see how CM Punk and Taker beat this. So it's coming up though. It's coming up. It's yeah. actually next. Yeah, it next is. Week. It's next. Um, so the next match of the night we have the Divas Invitational. <sighs> um, a lot of hurry up and get your stuff in. Hurry up and get your stuff in type of yeah type of action going on, leading to AJ Lee catching Naomi in the Black Widow, and AJ doesn't, like, Naomi doesn't actually tap. AJ takes her hand, and she grabs Naomi's yeah. arm, and makes her tap for her. Yeah. So, it is what it is. It's 16 women thrown into a ring, expected to pull out a classic. It's one bell for me. Yeah, one for me. Not their fault, but still... You know, I would have had an AJ yeah. Lee and Natalia match or an AJ Lee yeah. and anybody but but this. But that being said, I'm pretty sure if my memory serves right, Paige debuts the next night and it takes that title off for her. So. Yes. But now we are at the main event. We have a triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, Batista. <laughs> this match has about a year, a six month. Uh, build towards it. Uh, yes. This is this is your this is your this is not just a main event for me. This yeah. is a main event for a storyline. This is your bookend. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Batista and Randy Orton are supposed to work together to make sure that Daniel Bryan doesn't win. First thing they do, take him out. Each other, yeah. yeah, it's very cool. They take him out and then they turn on each other very quickly. As expected, every yes. time there's hey, we're gonna work together. Sooner or later, they can't anymore. Yeah. And Batista and Orton are two guys that have the weirdest chemistry together. Yeah. Like, it's good chemistry, but it is odd. It's just odd, yeah. Yeah, because it's like they are weirdly similar. And then they are they're yeah. very methodical in how they wrestle. Batista's never been a wrestler that's breakneck speeds. 
I mean, because and Batista wasn't always the most exciting wrestler. He's a powerhouse, and yeah. then Orton's not an exciting wrestler. He's a, uh, a more mental. Or, yeah. Yeah. So you get two boring wrestlers together, and somehow they create magic. Like him and Batista and Orton are magic together. Absolutely. Very strange. Um, I, I, I love it. But and and then you add Daniel Bryan into the mix, and you have. A recipe. You have question. wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is your wow factor right here. So Batista, uh, well, well, after things break down, Batista gets thrown onto the steel steps, uh, and then Orton is dominating. Orton is whipping on both of them. He's going back and forth. Um, he hits a little pose on the steps, which is a little nice, uh, nice photo op right there. Um, then Brian gets them both in the ring. Starts trading kicks back and forth. Yep. Yes, chance glory. Yes. Then he gets in the corner and starts trading corner drop kicks. The crowd is on their feet. We get Batista Bomb for two. Uh, then a suicide dive from Daniel Bryan onto Stephanie, Triple H, and Scott Armstrong. As you pointed out, Stephanie she tweaked actually tweaked her ankle here. She was wearing about six-inch heels. So it's, that's, yeah. Not a good option for no. her inside here. But she looked great. Yeah. She always does. Then we get the Batista Bomb RKO combo onto the steel ste- on, on oh. the announce table. God, and Randy, Randy, Randy suffers a brunt of it. He, he really landed on a monitor, and it cut him. Cut his back right open. Yes. But after that happens, you you, you go back in. They take Dan, they take Dan Bryan on a stretcher, and the crowd's just like, okay, all right. We knew this was gonna happen. We knew we were gonna be excited for it. Dan Bryan was gonna look resilient, but Randy Orton's gonna retain. Everybody's is gonna get. Yeah. But that's gonna be not close. what happens. That's not what happens. Daniel Bryan runs in the ring. Quick little house of fire. He hits the running knee on, but on Randy Orton. Batista throws him out of the ring, goes for the count. Randy Orton kicks out. But then, as Randy Orton is laying on the outside of the ring after taking the running knee, yeah. Daniel Bryan gets Batista in the yes lock, and he secures the win in the WWE yes. World Heavyweight Championship in what Michael Cole said, the miracle on Bourbon Street. Uh, there was the concussion to Daniel Bryan was suffered in this match when uh, Batista was supposed to spear Orton. Orton moves out of the way. He ends up spearing Daniel Bryan right in his head. Right in the head. Right in his head. And it's he gets full brunt of Batista's shoulder, and Batista is not a small man. So, I didn't understand that. That is my phone for some reason. It's okay. A lot of people did not understand that. Yeah. So... I gave this match. You want to say it at the same time? See, it's no time for I gave it. I actually gave it three and a half. Really? Yes. You gave it four and a half. Yeah, I gave it three and a half because it was really overbooked. It was really overbooked. Yeah. I think for me, the four and a half comes from just the story. Yeah, the just, story's great. Just singularly looking at Dan and Brian. And and I used to now I look back at it I'm like wow that was okay it was kind of cool but like not that big of a deal yeah blah blah I'm, I was so tired of the authority angle and everything yeah and Daniel Bryan's title reign was such it was really disappointing yeah um that was that was definitely to appease the fans but I look back at it and I'm like wow that was actually it was actually really entertaining yeah um, yeah that's this, why I got four out for me I can say this. This is the favorite, my favorite mania we've watched. Period. Um, yeah. I think thirty five is still mine. Yeah, understandable. Um, just for Kofi Mania. Yeah, but 
this this is a, this is the runner up. The worst movie we've still watched is probably the last one we just watched. Yeah, that was bad. That, that was thirty one. Yeah, garbage. Yeah. Um, now best match of the night. Uh, Taker Lesnar. I was so I was so in love with that match. Now, even though it didn't get the highest score, um, yeah. I always kind of do the best match tonight on something. Like, what out of these matches? What would I go back and just watch? And it would be the main event, the triple threat match. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back and Absolutely. watch that anytime. Worst match tonight. I think it's pretty simple. Yeah, the, the ladies. ladies. The ladies. Yeah. Yeah. No, no fault to them, but that's no, it really was not their fault. The division was really weak at the time. Oh yeah. Now we have the star of the night. Brian. Brian. It's yeah. actually uh, I got a little a little bit of a tie, but Brian wins it overall. Uh, Brian and Lesnar because Lesnar, Lesnar uh, ending the streak is a huge moment. But overall, tonight's star was Brian. Who is your Nia Jax tonight? The person who booked the women's match. What? That's it. Rebella. Rebella. Because as we pointed out, yeah. I'll get to it in a second. Yeah. Spot of the night. Spot of the night. What did I say spell that was? Oh, no. Uh, just Cesaro throwing Big Show over. Just the, just the awesome just moment that was. I agree. I agree. And then you're watching the night. The spear to Brian's head. I had the Bellas dropping Naomi. Oh, God, that was they so bad. To, they were trying to hold her and couldn't even pick her up. They were trying to do a double gut buster. Yeah. And then, like, Bree dropped to do it. And Nikki was like, whoa. And then Naomi was laying in her head. Naomi can't weigh more than 120 pounds. There's no way. And we know where 20 pounds of it is. Oh, yeah, it's in that bullet. Because that thing is, I mean, Oose is a lucky man. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, and now we have your overall rating for the night. I gave it four. I also gave yes. it four. Four Four makes a lot of sense for this one. I don't know. I, I obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't know... If the listener, you're like, if you're listening and you started at 36 and you get to here and you're like, wow, um, you know, Adrian said that WrestleMania 35 is better than 30, but he gave 30 a bigger score. Yeah. This it's only feeling. had six or seven matches. Yeah, it's feeling. It's just how you feel. Yeah. Sometimes the scores don't calculate up, but. This was the one that kept my attention the most. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really interested in what 29 is going to be like. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I'm so, we're, we're in the 20s now. We're hitting the 20s. Thank goodness. It's and over. sooner or later, we're going to have to double up on them because we realize we do not have enough Sundays and Saturday, or even Saturdays left until Mania. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if we can get those yeah. cranked Some out. of them we can double up on, like the, the, the single digits. Some of the teens, they're, yeah. they're rather short, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of exposition and, and not a whole lot of matches. Absolutely. Yeah. So this has been the Nose Qualification Podcast. Please check out our Patreon. Also, follow us on Twitter at pod underscore no DQ. I think so. If not, it's pod underscore DQ. It's no DQ for sure. Then, yeah, yeah pod underscore no DQ. No. Um, so follow us on Twitter. I have a GoFundMe for the stuff that we need for the podcast. Um, we got some duct tape, some gorilla tape, so kind of <laughs> kind of got us going right now. But make sure you check that out. Um, Darren, where can, they, where, can they, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, Death Curse Pod. That's it. At Death Curse Pod. You can also check out the latest episode of the Death Curse Podcast. Yes. Christmas edition. Yes. Right now. Yeah, we're still we're three episodes into the Christmas stuff. So do yourself a favor. Go back to the beginning of the podcast. Listen to the Friday the 13th episode. Yeah. And work your way through the movies just like we've had to work our way through the movies.
22 episodes. 22 whole episodes. Hey, that's an hour and a half each, sometimes two. Yeah. You're really getting your money's worth. Some of more yeah. And then you can come back to the Disqualification Podcast, and you can start with our very, very, very first review, yeah. which was whew, NXT In Your House. Yes. And work it all the way through to what we, we did. We did Royal Rumble. We did, yeah, we did random pay per us trash Royal Rumble. Oh, man. Someone was like, you guys got to watch that again and just give articulate detail. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We have, we, I don't know if I can sit through that again. We have a whole journey of Romanians to go through. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all for, for for supporting our podcast. But like I said, go back through. Listen to when we were doing just random, random episodes. Yeah. Halloween Havoc and just random stuff. Uh, we had oh, yeah. when when Extreme Rules was building up, we did the one night stands, and then we did Extreme Rules. Yeah, we did the uh, we would just go to the network and just randomly pick something, and it was like, oh, we did the ECWs. Yeah, it's like oh my god, we watched like Guilty as Charged and stuff like that. We were like, why are we doing uh, this? Hoodies, homeboys, and hand grenades, whatever it was called. Um, and then we now we're doing the WrestleMania series. Yeah. So we've done 36, 35, 34, 33, 32, 30. 31 and we've also done 24 yeah. so check those out but like I said this has been the Nose Qualification Podcast I'm Adrian I'm Darren chica, chica. oh no one said one love oh I'm sad now one love these guys are athletes <laughs>